best part of doing a podcast is and always be and you have to keep in mind yeah and i'm the one that puts the beeps in <laughs> and i'm the i'm not just the guy who puts the beep in i'm also c-dubs and this is red leg revolution the show about community and today i'm gonna talk a bit about my home state of kansas <clears throat> yep kansas the state that's been keeping the West safe from Missouri since the 1860s. I'm actually working on another project about the founding of Kansas, the border war, and the participants in that conflict, but today I want to talk about Kansas as a state, not as a theater of guerrilla tactics that sparked the Civil War. We're going to talk about the Kansas legislator, of shady backroom deals, of unnamed corporations, of kickbacks, and corruption, or what they call it at the State House in Topeka, just another day. From Tim Carpenter at the Kansas Reflector in an article titled, Kansas Hunt for Mega Manufacturing Project Inspires Unprecedented Tax Incentive Plan on January 19th, 2022. Quote, the state of Kansas is among two finalists for a massive advanced manufacturing facility capable of creating 4,000 permanent jobs and injecting more than $2.5 billion annually into the economy. End quote. Okay, so there's nothing too bad there, right? Kansas is a red state that's very pro-business, and it's not surprising that they'd want to push more on tax incentives for big business. After all, the Brownback administration, after all, the Brownback administration pioneered the Kansas experiment, which was later subjected to the nation under her drumpf. So yeah, it doesn't work, but at least there's a precedent for it, right? Let's continue on with that article. I'm sure there's nothing surprising to follow, right? Well, let's read on. Quote, The Kansas Department of Commerce offered that tantalizing information during a Senate committee hearing about creation of an extraordinary property, sales, and income tax incentive program open to companies making a minimum $1 billion investment in the state over a five-year period. End quote. While I don't think giving tax breaks to big companies is a good idea, again, falls in line with the precedent set by previous legislatures. I don't think it's sound economic policy, and I say this as someone who lives with one of the highest food taxes in the nation, but I can see how some people would think it's reasonable. After all, the Kansas legislature's always reasonable, right? Let's read more. Quote, There is no disclosure of the prospective company or the county that could host the manufacturing facility due to confidentiality agreements. End quote. Whoa, whoa, wait, what? Hold on. That, that, that can't have been the case. I'm sure the reporter must have misheard. I'm sure the Kansas legislature wants plenty of time to find out all the facts, right? And find out and tell us who's going to be this company that's getting these breaks. Let's read some more of that article. Quote, Paul Hughes, Deputy Secretary of Commerce for Business Development, says the Kansas legislature and Governor Laura Kelly would need to create new laws by the end of January because the company in transition plan to make a site selection decision in February and an announcement in March, end quote. That's, that's a pretty quick turnaround for a major tax break overhaul, I feel like. It's almost, I don't know, like an ultimatum or something. And, and what about these promised 4,000 jobs, right? Let's go back to that article, quote, Hughes also said the prospective employer expected to bring $4 billion in private investment to a state, create 4,000 permanent jobs with an average salary of fifty dollars to $60,000, and add 6,000 temporary jobs during the construction phase. 
The manufacturing structure is expected to be in the range of 3 million square feet, end quote. Well, that sounds pretty neat, right? 4,000 middle-class jobs, 4,000 more taxpayers, 4,000 more wallets to pay Kansas. But I have to wonder, what's, what's the trade-off here? But before we get to that, let's find out how the legislator has moved forward with this in the past two weeks since that article was published. For that, we turn to an article by Noah Taborda at the Kansas Reflector in a piece from February 4th, 2022. Quote, a House panel refrained from acting Thursday on what some called a, quote, train wreck, quote, financial incentive package to encourage manufacturers to pursue significant investments in the state, opting instead to discuss potential improvements. The so-called megaprojects bill provides companies with special incentives if they plan to invest at least $1 billion in Kansas over five years. Amendments added by the Senate would reduce the state corporate income tax make a tax credit offered to these companies non-refundable, and establish a sunset date on the act of June 20, 2023. So, well, uh, why, like, are we changing tax policy strictly for this one company? Why, why are we showing favoritism toward this one company with your sunset bill? Again, I'm not a fan of the idea, but I hear a lot about free market economics and offering from the right and offering tax incentives to one company and not all of them. That's not free market, right? What happened to your love for the free market? You hate when we want to regulate business to make it safer for the worker, but you're totally fine with the government getting involved in situations like this. It just The cognitive dissonance just blows me away, you know? So anyway, what's, what's exactly is in this proposed bill? Let's get some facts straight from the government's mouth. The following is from the Kansas Legislature website. And a little side note, I'm not going to read the actual text of the bill. It's long and boring, and y'all don't want to hear it. But it is available online, and if you're the type that enjoys reading bad, uh, bad policy, then <laughs> check it out. But here's the short title for Senate Bill 347. Quote, enacting the attracting, <laughs> Jesus, enacting the attracting powerful economic expansion act to provide for tax and other incentives for projects in specified industries or for national corporate headquarters that involves a significant capital investment, including a refundable tax credit for a portion of the investment, reimbursement of certain payroll costs and training costs, retention of certain payroll withholding taxes, a sales tax exemption for project construction, and a property tax incentive for projects located in a foreign trade zone. End quote. I have a lot of thoughts on that. First off, I hate the fact that that's the short title. Like, I'm not surprised. Legalese is fun to write. You just kind of see how many extra words you can throw in there and have it still make sense. It's one of the reasons I like writing because it's making, like, stew. But, yeah, that's, that's just one of them. But speaking of trade zones, let's go ahead and take a break. We're going to do some commercials, and then we're going to come back and talk about how all this will affect Kansans and how we decided this was a good idea and who's in for it and who's against it. So, you know, we'll do that. But first, here's, here's some ads. Yeah. 
swamps of Florida. Honey, is that a new plant? He dwells, waiting. Where did those seeds come from, honey? Silently. Oh my god, what is that thing? Sending seeds and stickers across the country. Ah! And spreading solidarity. Have you lost your mind, honey? We can't move to a sustainable commune in upstate New York. What's wrong with you lately? There's no stopping him. The mighty skunk ape is on Facebook, and he's on a mission. Anarchy! No! Coming to a post office box near you, the Skunk Ape Liberation Union. Got my hours cut again? How can I pay my bills? Yeah, it sucks, especially since they only pay us minimum wage. But what can we do? Solidarity Man. That's right, fellow workers. It is I, Solidarity Man, champion of the working class. And it sounds like you need a union. A union? That's right. What power on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? So a union makes us strong? That's right. Alone, you can do little to change your situation, but together you can move mountains, and the industrial workers of the world are here to help. Huh? The IWW is a union for all workers, no matter the trade, job, or career, and we want to organize your workplace. Wow. Where can we find the IWW? In your hometown. The IWW has branches all over the world. Check out IWW.org to find your local membership board or join as an at-large member and start your own chapter. After all, our greatest superpower is working together. I must go. I hear another exploited worker calling for help. But remember, the working class and the employing class have nothing in common. Away! And we're back. Yeah. So, my first thought that came up when I read that bill description was the sales tax exemption for project construction. I noticed this for a few reasons. First, like I mentioned before, Kansas has a retail sales tax of 6.5%, and that's not even taking, to, taking into account county or municipality taxes. For every $100 a Kansan spends on food, gas, consumer goods, and yes, building materials, you're paying $6.50 at least. I'm both a carpenter and a human who needs to eat, and I've paid that ridiculous tax on my lunches and my lumber for projects. And while I have to pay taxes for building supplies so I can fix an actual human's leaky roof, these mega corporations won't have to pay any sales tax to build a factory that no one asked for, I, I, it blows me away. In fact, they'll get rebates in the form of other tax incentives on top of not paying sales tax. So, let's discuss the reimbursement of certain payroll and training costs. Why exactly is the government reimbursing a private corporation for any of its costs? Oh, yeah. Because America is a fascist state, and fascism is defined by the merging of corporate and state power. I think that tax breaks are a good example of this, but there's always the economic incentive argument. You guys didn't see it, because podcasting is not a visual medium, but I totally made air quotes. I'm going to do it again. But there's no, air quote, economic incentive argument, and end air quote, for reimbursing companies for costs they already have right? Training and payroll costs are a cost of doing business in this country. If you start a business, 
you're, and you employ other people, you loop those into the costs of operating your business. And I see no benefit from any big company coming here to the point where we should be subsidizing their payroll. I mean, this isn't a national industry. This isn't food production or, you know, something we need. It's just them outright saying, hey, here, save some money. We'll give you some money. It's a way to take the money from the taxpayers and give it to the oligarchs. That's how we do things in America. I mean, what's next? We offer to pay Amazon shipping costs so they'll build another distribution center. Where does it end? You start with these incentives for, like, payroll, and next thing you know, companies are only making profit because of government subsidies. I almost feel like, I don't know, we're already at that point as a nation, since we have all these companies that don't pay taxes but keep getting subsidies from the federal level on down. I'm looking particularly at Amazon and Walmart. Walmart comes to mind more so just because I'm old enough to remember when Walmart took over the world and all these local municipalities were like, hey, basically doing the same thing the state's trying to do here with tax breaks and reimbursements and stuff. And it's sickening. These companies never produce good, long-lasting jobs. Let's, let's talk about those good-lasting jobs, right? They say 4000 Fifty to sixty thousand dollar a year jobs, right? I normally would think that was a good thing if they were strictly speaking about a factory. Uh, production can pay very well if you're working in a unionized factory. You can make that kind of money, but the language in the law doesn't specify a factory. In fact, it goes out of its way to delineate corporate headquarters. Right. Okay. I can't help but notice that corporate headquarters thing, right? It seems as though they're selling this as a blue-collar job expansion, and that might be the case if the unnamed corporation was building a plant or factory. Of course, we won't know, because they still haven't divulged what company this is. But if corporate headquarters are also in the mix, it's just as likely they'll relocate a corporate headquarter from a less tax burdensome or more tax burdensome state, right? So I bring this up because moving a corporate headquarter from one state to here would technically create a bunch of mid-tier jobs, middle management jobs for a corporate or even a regional headquarter, right? There's a lot of middle managers, supply people, you know, useless upper managers, whatever, okay? So say you move a corporate headquarters to Kansas and you have you know, 4,000 jobs, you say, right? Well, only 2,000 of those are going to be actual jobs that pay within that range, okay? And we've all worked for big companies before. When corporate headquarters come to town, they don't go, hey, we need to hire a new CFO and look to the surrounding communities. No, they know who's going to work that position, and they just relocate them. Okay, so what's the point of creating new jobs if the jobs that we are supposedly creating are just going to go to people out of state and who are moved to Kansas strictly for less of a tax liability or less environmental regulations or whatever? The important thing is, is the Kansans, us, aren't going to be getting these 4,000 well-paying jobs. They will bring in people from other states, towns, headquarters, okay? 
it's a factual statement to say it'll create jobs, but it's also intellectually dishonest if your company already has those jobs filled. And the jobs that, will be, that won't be filled in a corporate headquarters scenario will be filled by locals are the low-wage jobs. The janitors and cafeteria workers, the secretaries and administrative assistants, and everyone else who doesn't have middle-level power and prestige. And I highly doubt any unnamed company with the capital to make such a deal happen is paying a good salary to these low-wage workers. So, again, where's the benefit? Half the jobs are going to people from out of state, and the other half are shitty jobs. Who cares if there's jobs if they don't pay a living wage? Obviously, if the legislator and the company in question had divulged who they were, I could do some further research instead of making broad statements. But given the secrecy behind this, I have no choice but to make broad statements. So, yeah. I'm, I'm very iffy about the jobs that they will provide and what exactly is the point if the jobs aren't any good, right? So what's the benefit of bringing these corporations in at all? Oftentimes, the companies say they'll create X number of jobs and then renege once the laws are passed to give them the tax incentives. And by that point, the state is invested and have no recourse. And in the off chance they try to hold these companies accountable, the company threatens to relocate to another state. It's been done time and time again, not just in Kansas, but all across the nation. And it was tried here in Kansas under Brownback. We're still suffering the after effects of the Brown shirt, I, I mean Brownback administration. Today, from underfunded schools to a Department of Labor that provided no support during the pandemic. Check out the unemployment special for exactly how. Anyway, if it didn't work when Brownback tried it almost 10 years ago here in Kansas, and it didn't work when Trump tried it nationwide, tell me why the fuck would it work now? It, it just, uh, I, I have so much to say about the blatant, the blatant redistribution of wealth upwards, and this one is a clear-cut case of it, okay? Like, again... We pay high food sales tax. Where's that tax money going? The general fund. Where's the general fund about to be paid, paying out to? This unnamed company. I strongly, strongly suspect there's a good reason the legislature won't name the company. Because I'm sure it's one with a spotty track record of paying taxes, offering good wages, or being good stewards of the environment. The only reason they'd keep it secret is because they know people won't agree. Why let it out? And imagine writing any law like this without the facts. Hell, without the law's primary beneficiary being named, or even the time to gather that information. Oh wait, I don't have to, because this is the norm in America. Hell, I wonder what lobbyist wrote this bill, but I suspect the American Legislative Exchange Council was involved in some way. We'll find out in 20 years when somebody leaks after this plant they build with the corporate headquarters, you know, drops a bunch of uranium into the drinking water or something. Uh, but in this country, lobbyists write the bill and the legislature rubber stamps them. That's one of the many, many things that's the matter with Kansas. In other states, there's things called referendums, which mean the voters have to rubber stamp the laws passed by the legislature. Uh, I'm not going to get into why Kansas doesn't have this mechanism in our Constitution because it, like most of Kansas' procedural flaws, goes back to bleeding Kansas. 
Suffice to say, Kansas has no referendum option. If we did, I suspect the legislator, the company, and its operatives would be slightly more forthcoming about this project. Not transparent? Hell no. This is America, baby. I like my beer cold, my steaks rare, and my shady backroom deals done with the proper amount of Orwellian doublespeak. So I've obviously been bagging on the Brownback administration and the Kansas legislative Republicans. So what's Laura Kelly say, right? Laura Kelly's a Democrat. I voted for her. Uh, I think that was 2020. Uh, but I voted for her. So what did she say about this? Let's, well, let me pull up Google here and uh, let's ask Wikipedia how the original sponsors of the bill, the Kansas Department of Commerce, works. Quote, the head of the department is the Secretary of Commerce who is appointed by the governor with the approval of the Kansas Senate. End quote. Senate Bill 347 was requested for introduction by Rachel Willis of the Kansas Department of Commerce. It was solicited for introduction by a Kelly-appointed RAND department. So it's not at all surprising that I can't find any statement from Governor Kelly about the deal since her administration put it on the table. And this just goes back to demonstrating how fascism isn't a right-wing game. Both Republicans and Democrats are two wings of a fascist bird, and shit like this clearly demonstrates it. I don't want bipartisanship if that effort is to make these big companies richer on the backs of the workers. I don't care what side introduces the legislation. If it's enriching the oligarchs on the backs of the workers, I'm against it. I'm against it here in Kansas. I'm against it here in the United States. I'm against it anywhere in the world. It's fucked up no matter where it happens. Sorry. But I voted for Laura Kelly, right? And unlike Joe Biden, I'm not entirely regretting my vote for Kansas governor. Kelly's doing better than her opponent would have ever done, but at the same time, she's being a good Democrat. Maintaining the status quo by offering no real change. Sure, she's pushing a reduction in food sales tax, but at the same time, she's inviting another big company to come to Kansas to drive down wages. I mean, if it was a good company, they'd be yelling it from the rooftops. There would have been press releases every day, right? Because this would be a big deal but it's going to be some shitty company. Oh, and also on the subject of Kelly, side note in labor, Kelly outsourced a bunch of inmates in the Kansas Department of Corrections last year or the year before uh, to do labor in another state. So, again, Democrats will be Democrat, you know? And don't confuse leftists with Democrats because Democrats do shit like this Leftists are like, what if we took all the power and money from these big companies? Like, not the same thing. And I'm also still sore about her Kansas Department of Labor and how both she and all the officials all the way down handled the pandemic response. I'm still $7,000 poorer because they kicked me off of, unjustly kicked me off of the Kansas unemployment rolls. And I'm still waiting for the, like, $1,000 that Missouri owes me from a year ago, all of which wouldn't have been a problem if Kansas had done its job. So, again, problems with Kelly, right? But the longer I live in this state, the more I want to move. I love the land, the slow-moving rivers, the thickets of cottonwood, the rolling prairies, and if it wasn't for the legislature, I could settle down here. But after 20 years watching Kansas politics and watching how we never make any progress, no matter who's in power, has got me really thinking about relocating. I mean, 
I love mountains. I belong in the mountains. And if I have to deal with a conservative government, I might as well be in a state that has conservative government and mountains. And at least in a conservative government state, the conservative government's honest about their fasci attempts. They don't pretend to be against them like the Democrats do. Again, y'all probably listen to all my other episodes and know how I feel about Democrats and Republicans in general. But it really... We're fucked either way, guys. That's that's what it gets down to. We're fucked either way. And that's why our only hope is each other, you know? So I'm thinking I need to just move somewhere with the conservative government and mountains. Because it's a lot harder to find my compound in the mountains. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the episode. Like, share, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and follow our social media at Red Leg Revolution on pretty much every site except Twitter, which is Red Leg Pod. <clears throat> the weather's changing back to warm weather, which is awesome, which, because it means I've got more energy, and so I'm hoping to get back to a regular production schedule soon. And thank you all for listening. I appreciate it, and yeah. We'll be back later. Don't forget, our only hope is each other. I'm out. Fuck the Department of Commerce.